ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Big Footy Draftcast. I am, of course, the Wookiee. Joining me tonight, a select panel of all things draft-related from the Big Footy Draft and Trading Board. We're joined by EDPS, and for the first time ever, we welcome Modern Artillery. Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks me, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, great to be back on again. Now, EDPS, of course, we had on the very first episode of the Big Footy Draftcast. Uh, Modern Artillery here for the first time. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been uh, interested in things draft-related? Yes, obviously, I'm modern artillery on the big footy draft board. Um, it's a bit unique for me in a sense that I actually grew up playing junior basketball. And then in my late teens, early 20s, got into coaching a little bit. And I had some really good mentors who got me involved in Talent ID and the Elite Pathways programs here in South Australia. And I got the opportunity to serve as an assistant coach with the under-16s and under-18 state teams. So... I got the opportunity to be around elite junior athletes pretty early on and, and even some elite dual sport athletes who got, have gone on to play AFL. So that was kind of my first taste for the talent ID work. And um, although I was doing some pretty cool stuff in basketball, I think footy was always kind of my first love. I grew up going to a lot of state league footy as a kid with my old man. So I always had a great passion for state league footy and my appetite for the draft started to grow. And I started to get out to more reserves games and more under-18s games and kind of just fell in love with it from there. I think the first draft I really threw myself into was the 2017 draft. Uh, I actually went to it in Sydney. I was there with a group of mates for a music festival and the draft fell on a Friday night. So I dragged all the boys there. I reckon aside from the families we were the only non-club people there. And that was just a pretty cool experience for a draft nuffy like me. And I've pretty much been hooked ever since. Just uh, one question. Who's your local team? I'm a Nord man. We'll let that slide. I'm a long time Sturt, <laughs> long time Sturt fan, but I, I I do like going to the parade. Good spot to watch footy. It is indeed. Well, we're going to look at a couple of things tonight, guys. Obviously, uh, the South Australian Under Nineteen National Championships are done, I think, and uh, the Nash, uh, the squad there has been announced for that. Uh, we're going to have a look at the draft coming up, and we're going to have a quick gander at the Under Seventeens. Um, modern artillery. You've been to some of these games for the under nineteen uh, championships, I believe. How did uh, how did that go? Yeah, so we had the trial game for South Australia probably a couple of weeks ago. Now we haven't had a lot of footy since then, but we had SA Yellow, which I believe was the A team. Um, they took on SA Blue, um, which is the B team, and SA Yellow won eight seven fifty five to Team Blue two eight twenty. So it was a pretty ordinary night for footy. Uh, super cold, wet, and windy, which is kind of made it tough on skill execution but it's good to see a couple of the boys have a little bit of a hit out and hopefully some decent prep for for the upcoming champs and uh who who really stood out for you there yeah so there's a few standouts from the yellow team uh, hugh jackson from north adelaide was impressive on the inside all night just had super clean hands in really ordinary conditions and was able to find it with one touch and and move it out to teammates outside the stoppage Will Spain played a really good game. It's probably one that I thought might be on the outside looking into this SA Under-19 team early in the year, but um, his form all year has been really good and he backed it up with a really strong game in the trial game. So I think his body of work will give him the opportunity to actually uh, get a couple of games in at the champs. Nasaya Wenganin miller from Glenelg was probably played probably one of the more impressive games I've seen from him. His composure and class when everyone else was trying to overkick the footy really stood out and and some of his use inside 50 was pretty clinical, so I was really impressed with the way he went about it. 
Isaiah Dudley was another one that, that really stood out in a game that had a fair bit of congestion. He often managed just to find space and, and just pop up inside forward 50. And he topped his performance off with a couple of goals as well, which is really good. There's probably less standouts from Team Blue. Um, it was a more even contribution across the board. But Matthew Denise from Norwood was probably one of their best. He was one of the, of the small group who really adapted well to the conditions with his ball use. And, and he had some solid defensive efforts to kill contests as well. So I was really really pleased with the way he went about it and uh basically a selection in a, uh well i've got here club by club selection breakdown how, how did we go with that yeah so it's it's a pretty even split across the sa clubs um aside from nord who've just got the one representative and west adelaide who have the two uh, the other the other clubs are pretty well represented glenelg they got a handful of really exciting prospects. Nasiah Wanganin Miller, who who I mentioned before, Cooper Beacon, who's in that one ninety centimeter sort of range, and he's played sort of in defence and and on the wing this year. Oscar Adams, I really like um, from Glenelg. He'll probably feature in defence for South Australia this year. He's kind of got that similar gait to Harris Andrews from Brisbane, probably not on the same level, but uh, he's sort of that long rangey key defender. So the couple out of Glenelg. Um, couple more that I like from North Adelaide as well. Blano Lachlan's probably one that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, he's a Crows NGA prospect. Hugh Jackson, who I mentioned before. And, and one who I'm really keen to see get an opportunity is James Willis. He's probably on the fringes a little bit, but he's super dynamic. He's really explosive mid. But he's also got the versatility to kind of play anywhere, um, whether it be halfback, half forward, wing, or through the middle. So I think he'd be a really complementary piece to this group. Um, We've got Sturt, who I mentioned earlier. We've got Liddy in Spain, um, uh, Manny Liddy and Will Spain. and But Morgan Ferrez out of Sturt is probably one to keep an eye on as well. He's probably the most dynamic tall forward option that South Australia have got. Um, he's kicked six goal four and seven goal four in his 218 SNFL games this year. So he'll, he'll probably feature. Um, and then Woodville West Torrens have got a few kids as well that are likely to feature. Zach Phillips is a fair chance to go through the ruck and play up forward. Lucas Cook's probably a, a fair chance as a key forward. And then Jace Burgoyne, son of Peter, brother of Trent. I'd say he's a lock on the side as well and could play across halfback or even on a wing. So it's a few names there. Pretty good coverage across all the clubs, though. And your predicted best? Well, who, who do you expect to be the best out of the crop? Yeah, there's a couple of names there that I already mentioned. Um, throw in a couple more. Shay Link, he's played um, some senior footy for Centrals this year. He's that 190-centimetre type um, pretty versatile as well. Could go half back, could go half forward, and can even play in the guts as well. So I think he's one to look forward to. Um, Cooper Murley out of Nord, he's, he's probably had one of those years where he's just struggled a little bit with injury. Um, and he's coming off a really good year last year where he's best and fairest for Nord um, in a premiership year as a bottom major. So if he can get a good run at it and get himself healthy, it'd be really impressive um, for him just to sort of stake his claims uh, but then you've got the big three out of South as well. You've got Jason Horn, who will feature Matthew Roberts and Arlo Draper, who have a little injury cloud over them at the moment. But yeah, they're, they're probably the three prospects to really look out for for, for South Australia. Nice. And so who, who was unlucky uh, not to be selected in the squad? Yeah, so we got Matthew Denistriansky out of Nord. I mentioned him a little bit earlier. He was probably one who I would have expected to make the final squad. Um, he was super solid in the trial game, and he's been one of the Norwood's more consistent performers in the under-18, so I think he was a little bit unlucky. The other is probably Darcy McDonald from Central. So he's a medium type who has versatility to play either end of the ground and through the middle, and I probably would have had him over some others left, that are left in the squad, but outside of those two, it's pretty hard to argue with a lot of the selections there. 
Okay. Um, and so where, where to for the, like, where do you place the South Australian squad in regards to others? It'll be a pretty competitive chance. It's pretty tough because we haven't seen a lot of footy um, from some of that Victorian crop last year, given that we missed out on, on the entire year from COVID. And I know EDPS has got a fair bit of coverage across the Western Australian crop, so you can probably speak to that a little bit more than I can. But I think the top end of the talent in South Australia is pretty good, um, and I think that'll feature pretty high in the draft as well. And I think that'll probably sort of come to come to fruition at the champs. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how the depth goes and how sort of those those 17 to 22 in, in, that, that, that make it and run out um, to represent South Australia under 90s champs, how it'll hold up. And if they hold up well, I think they can be competitive with Victoria and West Australia. Uh, but it'll be interesting to sort of see, um, given that we haven't seen a lot from the Victorians over the probably the last 18 months, um, what that competition looks like. But as I mentioned, EDPS can probably um, lend a little bit more of a comment to that. Yeah, so... Um... It, that's what a lot of the recruiters are actually looking for. Like they're so desperate to see how these players go uh, up against the best. Like there's, there's so many tall, tall players in the crop. I mean, you've got Ferris and and Cook for South Australia. How would they would go against the uh, the back lines of say a Josh Gibkus from Victoria? So it's going to be hard to say. Um, uh, I have a uh, best twenty two actually made up modern. If you wanted to uh, have a have a quick look of what you thought. I mean, I had a back line for South Australia of uh, O'Loughlin, Adams, Beacon, uh, Burgoyne, Becker and Rayson. I reckon that back line has a lot of uh, lot of drive from there, but also some pretty solid backs. What do you think of that, that back line, Modern? Yeah, I think you're pretty much spot on, to be honest. I like the ball use that we can get out of there. Blaine O'Loughlin is super classy. Um, Jace Burgoyne super classy. And Lewis Rayson's one that I'm finally coming around to. It took me a little bit of time, and I think I'm a fair bit behind everyone else, but... He's just, he's just cool to watch. He's, he's always got so much time and space, and he never looks like he's getting out of first gear. He's got that long, penetrating left foot kick. So I think there's a fair bit of class coming out of that defence. So they'll be really good to watch, absolutely. Yeah, and in terms of racing, he's, uh, he's got a, he looks athletic as well. So he may not just be a half-back flanker. You could probably see him play on a wing or half-forward. I mean, he's pretty good overhead for his, uh, for his size as well. Um, in terms of the forwards, I mean... Uh, if you've got guys like Ferris and Cook as your main tools, and then you've got a lot of smalls that could go through there, like Spain and Dudley, and even Murley and Drapper, who uh, can, of course, go for the midfield. But, I mean, they're also very dynamic forwards who've uh, been able to really impact there, especially Drapper overhead and Murley with his speed. Uh, do you think that forward line works well, or would you like another tool in there? I think, I think in terms of the talent, I think that's kind of what we've got. We're perhaps a little bit lean... Um, in the key position forward department in South Australia this year, so I think you're probably you're probably on the money with that. Maybe we send another ruck through, and maybe Zach Phillips um, plays a little bit forward, and we carry an extra ruck. I'm not sure, but I think you've pretty much got you, you've hit the nail on the head with that. It'll be be and uh, you, you mentioned it before, but it'll be very interesting to see how these key position forwards in Ferez and, and Cook do go against some of those um, key position defenders in, in other states. So I think the key position stocks in this draft are, are perhaps slighter than what we've seen in past drafts but there's still some some talent there and and josh gibkus who you mentioned from victoria earlier and there's a couple of western australian lads going around that'll be really really competitive against these south australian forwards so it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out yeah yeah and speaking of zach phillips i'd probably have him as the starting ruck um 
although there's a lot of other good ruck options, like Evans is another one I could go through there. But, I mean, if you if they're fit and able to go, I mean, the midfield of Horn and Roberts and Jackson going through the middle, you've got uh, Shaylink and Wanganine uh, Malira on the wings. And as an extended bench, I've got guys like Stag and Willis, Burtz, uh, Calvert for a bit of a down back as well for a bit of cover there. Uh, so there's quite a bit of depth there. And Liddy as well as a midfielder. You've got Whitelam as a forward as well. There's uh, plenty of... It's going to be really hard to see uh, who goes on that bench as well if they've got a fully fit squad because there'll be some pretty unlucky players. Yeah, absolutely. I think I sort of mentioned a little bit before that the top end looks really good. We kind of know who they are. Like, we know that we got Horn there. We know we got Roberts and Draper and those types. But it is that kind of... Those last four or five spots that... We probably don't know a lot about yet and we're not really sure how they'll stand up at a champ so you're right they're the interesting ones and they're the ones that will probably keep an eye on and i'm sure there'll be one or two prospects that sort of come from there that that end up making it onto a, onto a list next year so a couple of names to, to keep an eye on there and it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that squad rounds out cool so we're going to have a look at uh just a quick look at the under 17s before we move on to the draft itself uh EDPS, so I think you've got some thoughts on this. Yeah, so um, there's only been the, the one game uh, between uh, uh, for, for South Australia, sorry, and that was against Western Australia, where they uh, only just got the uh, got the win against, against them. I mean, West Australia came came pretty hard near the end, but uh, they hang, hanged on. Uh, you've got uh, Adelaide uh, NGA prospect Isaac Keeler, who was really good up forward. He's very athletic. Uh, the only problem is, is that by the time next year comes around with the draft, uh, there's no matching of bids in the top 40. So it's looking very unlikely that Keeler will be available to Adelaide, which is a shame for them. But now he's definitely one of the leading tall prospects at the moment for uh, next year's draft. You've also got um, Adam DeLoyer through the midfield, who was really good. He had about 30 possessions. Uh, he's just a strong, contested midfielder, about that 184-centimetre mark. Uh, and you've also got... Um, Quite a few good backs as well. I mean, uh, Brody Tuck was really good down back, but he can also play forward. He's shown an ability uh, at both ends of the ground playing for uh, Central Districts. And uh, up forward, another one from the South Adelaide uh, Footy Factory, uh, Jaden Magor, who's a very dynamic half forward who can go through the midfield. Uh, he certainly shows a lot of talent. And uh, one of the players that really impressed was someone who's going to be, even for the, the draft after, in Jack Deline who's a very crafty uh, forward. You've got the blonde locks. He's a bit like a uh, Isaac Heaney type of forward. So he's got a little bit a bit about him. So uh, it's pretty promising uh, for next year as well. Another one I almost forgot was uh, Will Verrill in the ruck, who's very athletic. I think he comes from a basketball background as well, if I recall. Um, he's had a really good uh, year this year as well. All right. Uh, any comments there, Modern Artillery? Yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It'd be unfortunate for the Crows to miss out on Keeler if that's the case, but one of my favourites, and you mentioned him, Jaden Mager, just as a mid-half forward, pretty dynamic, so I'm, I'm really keen to see how he goes. Um, one other name, and I've got to throw in a couple of Nord boys in here, but Max Michelini, who's um, sort of played across centre-half back um, for the under-17s and also for, for Nord in the under-18s. He's one to keep an eye on as well. Um, be interesting to see whether he can actually... Um, Grow into, grow into his body a little bit more and start to fill out and develop. And if he does, I think he's a real chance next year. 
So we, we're looking ahead to the draft from here. Um, obviously, we've got Jason Horn, whose name's come up a, a fair few times here. Uh, Matthew Roberts, Arlo Draper. These guys have all been mentioned any number of times when, during the discussion that we've had here. How do we expect these to go in the draft? Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of Horn. As you mentioned, he's like he's just everyone knows about him. We're pretty familiar with him. He's been playing league footy since about halfway through last year, and he's he's certainly had moments at that level, spending a lot of time forward with brief stints in the midfield. But I think we forget how dominant he was early last year in the under eighteen competition, where I think he was in the best players five out of the six games he played, and across the twenty nine junior games he's played for South Adelaide, he was in the best players twenty times. So he's dominated his age group and the age group above his entire junior career. So. If you've only watched him and judged him on his sample performances, you could probably be forgiven for maybe being slightly underwhelmed or unconvinced given the hype. But compared to his peers, it's night and day. Um, he's tailor-made for AFL footy. He's strong. He's an athletic mid. He's got good burst of speed. Um, he's just so, a pretty solid user by foot. But one of the things that separates him from other midfielders in this draft is his defensive work through the midfield. He's really diligent in chasing his opponent and his ability to tackle and stick tackles has probably been that standout trait in his sample footy. Um, but he's got bounce too. He'll fly for, for and hold his marks. He's, he's sort of a highlight waiting to happen in that aspect. And, and then his follow-up stuff on the ground and his defensive pressure inside forward 50 is first class too. So he's going to play really early for whichever team is lucky enough to call his name on draft night. And I'm, I'm pretty confident that he'll feature in, in a couple of the first few picks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was lucky enough to be able to actually finally watch him live when he got to uh, represent the uh, AFL Academy against Geelong. And although they got smashed, he was one who really worked hard in that midfield. I mean, there was a few that played for the midfield that kind of just wanted uh, someone else to win the ball for him. But Jason Horn, he he just tried hard all all day to uh, not only win his own ball, but um, uh, tackle and just all the things that he's shown at, at league level. And I think a lot of the talk about whether he should be up there with Nick Dacos because you look at Nick Dacos's stats in the NAB League and they've been absolutely dominant. But if you put Jason Horn in the South Adelaide Colts team this year, I mean, he's just going to dominate. He's going to get similar numbers to what Dacos was getting anyway. So the the numbers he has at league level, I mean, they're of, of no concern to me and where I rate him. And he's still at my number one player personally. Okay, so is, it, is there anyone that we've missed? I mean, we've talked a lot about a few people here. Is there anyone that we've missed that we really should have mentioned during the discussions tonight? Probably should do a little bit more on Matthew Roberts and Arlo Draper, given that they're probably the other two highly rated South Australians. Um, it's pretty conceivable that both could follow Horn as the second and third South Australians off the board on draft night, which would be see the first three South Australians drafted all coming from South Adelaide, which is pretty impressive, but... Both are mids that can go forward, but go about it probably in different ways. Roberts is, is strong. He's got a high footy IQ. He's got good skills. He's high production. He's really competitive. He's just a really high-level natural footballer, um, whereas Drape is probably that smoother, really athletic, probably has one of those, probably has more of those wow moments in a game and, and kind of does more things that others can't but probably not as consistently as Roberts. And that's not really a knock on Draper. It's probably more just a testament to how good a junior career Roberts has had. But if we're talking draft position, and this is always dangerous, but I think Roberts probably features in that first round. Um, I'd say he's probably a lock to feature in that first round, whereas Draper's probably anywhere in that first round or second round. And equally, if you told me that someone would, would 
pick him in the top 10, then I wouldn't be even surprised either. But yeah, definitely probably somewhere in the first round for Roberts and, and Draper probably sometime not too far after that. Yeah, for me personally, Draper's uh, been a top 10 prospect for me since early last year when I even got to see him as a bottom major playing for South Adelaide. I mean, uh, his stuff forward was sensational. He's incredible overhead. He's quick. Uh, he's agile. Um, so as an Essendon supporter myself, like I see a lot of uh, see a lot of Darcy Parrish in the way he goes through the midfield, the way he reads the ball off the taps and he hits the ball at speed. And when he's forward, he's like an Archie Perkins, like he's that dynamic half forward who can who can weave through traffic and take marks overhead and kick goals from nowhere. I mean, I think I remember one game where he, I think he kicked three three or four goals in the first quarter of a uh, final, and like the, the games before then he was like playing midfield and getting 30 touches a game as a bottom major and then they just chuck him forward for the first quarter and just kicks a bag so I mean he, he's got some star traits and he's one I mean it's very unfortunate he got the syndemosis injury as well like what Robert's got as well but he would have been one I really wanted to see in the championships and see him really take a game on yeah those guys are just so sought after at AFL level at the moment. Like those mids that can go forward and have an influence there, just they're in such high demand. And so Draper's definitely one in this pool. So like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if someone pulls the trigger pretty early on him. Absolutely. Okay. So the under-19 championships, are, is there actually a date for these yet? Have they confirmed? Um, have they confirmed a date for them to be held? Because I know they were supposed to be scheduled, but uh, I know they got rescheduled. And I... yeah, there was meant. Yeah, there was meant to be a game this weekend between South Australia and West Australia, but that obviously can't go ahead because of the uh, the recent COVID cases in South Australia. But um, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, the coach of the uh, the under 19s for South Australia were under the impression that later this month they'll be playing uh, Vic Country. So there might, might be something in the works there. So we may still get a championships game by the end of this month, depending, you know, with the ever-growing uh, conditions with COVID. You don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, if you can lock in a date and you can be sure it can happen, they're going to just try and do it. Okay. Um, there was a WA played an under-19s trial against Perth, I think, on the weekend. Did either of you catch that? Yeah, yeah, I, I caught that. I've caught all the uh, 19s trials for WA. I mean... They've got a few first-round prospects in the midfield, especially in Neil Erasmus and uh, Matt Johnson, both over 188-centimetre midfielders. Both have their own strengths and weaknesses. And uh, they're, they're, they're going to be pretty hard to stop. I mean, they're, they're probably a bit light on in the key backs department. They've had a few injuries there. But their midfield depth is really strong. Uh, they've got a lot of really good uh, forwards as well. So... Uh, uh, they're probably one of the teams I expect are going to be the hardest to beat come the championships. Mm. Just uh, reading the notes here, Jamal Stretch, Luke Polson, Neil Erasmus, Lockie Patton, they all did well apparently. Yeah, and uh, Jamal Stretch is a, another one from Halls Creek who's come out of nowhere. He's a very exciting small forward. He, he likes to take a leap. He's very clean at ground level. Uh, he, he's one who uh, not many people knew about at the start of the year, but it, with his last few games representing WA for their 19s trials, he's been superb. And he might be a name we hear quite a lot about at, at come the end of the year. All right. Was there anything else you guys felt that uh, we needed to include tonight? 
I'm just going to put all the chips in on Neil Erasmus, EDPS. I, I love him. I'm really high on him. I think he's I think he's got absolutely everything that's desirable about those sort of mid-forwards, um, mid, like those mids that can go forward. I'm, I'm all in on him. He'd be he'd be top five on my board for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about what he can do at AFL level. Yeah, just another one of those midfielders in that first round. I mean, uh, if you're coming into this year's draft and you're after midfielders, you're in luck. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks very much, EDPS and Modern Artillery, for your company this evening. We hope you found it informative and helpful in terms of uh, the draft. And uh, we'll be back soon with another draft cast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Avis. Yeah, cheers.